You're listening to The Uncommon Podcast, where we celebrate the stories of men and women who are living uncommon lives. These individuals pursue excellence and purpose in their relationships and work. They optimize their health and stewardship, and they embody victorious vision and fervent faith. Be inspired and encouraged to follow your own uncommon path and live a life of authenticity, accountability, and adventure. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Uncommon Podcast, where I'm your host, Philip. Hey, I'm Ryan. Thanks for tuning in to another one. We've got a fun one today called Stellar Stewardship. Oh, yeah. This is the last pillar that we have to talk about. What do you think about that, buddy? We made it through. I've been enjoying it. I hope our listeners have been too. I know that you have. Yeah. Um, let's go through what we're talking about today, and then we'll jump right in. Sweet. Um, yeah, you think a good place to start would be to define, define what it. stellar yeah. stewardship is? From so, Google. Straight out yeah. of Google. No, Merriam-Webster. Totally. <laughs> so, yeah, stewardship is just the careful, responsible management of something entrusted to one's care. So we believe that everything that we have has been given and entrusted to us by God, which would be our, our time, our talents, our gifts, our abilities, our resources, so yeah. our money, possessions, even our very lives. Right. And then stellar just means extremely good or outstanding. So we want to be extremely good managers of the gifts God has given us. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. I, I think there's a, a lot of times where I take for granted the things that I have. And so I love the uncommon just because we get to have these conversations and mm-hmm. dialogue of like, well, what has God like entrusted with and given to you? And what are you doing to then give back to him? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times finances jump in just right out of like tithing or giving back to something. There's so many core values there that I think are important. But what do you think when you think about like stewardship? Yeah, I think a big thing that comes to mind for me is is time so mm. you hear that time is our most precious non-renewable renewable resource and i tend to agree with that and i was just researching yesterday and um, a verse that because you guys know i'm always trying to share some some biblical knowledge um but psalms 90 verse 12 says teach us to number our days that we might gain a heart of wisdom so just the idea that there's wisdom and viewing each day as as a gift um Mm -hmm. and making the most of it so just that question of how are you stewarding your time whether that's at your job or your free time maybe you feel like you don't have any free time and what are some things that you could do to add to that because we all the the reality is we all have 24 hours in a day right yeah we don't nobody some, has any special thing. right yeah. some people are are making the most of those 24 hours and a lot of us tend to, right. to waste a lot of that time so and we have to sleep at some point yeah most of us have to sleep yeah rest is a is a biblical godly concept a, you know sabbath and so and it, and i think even are you using your time to invest in like the lives of others so mm. That is huge. Yeah. I think that's a biblical concept. Yeah. What I think there's a lot of times people use their time, talents, and resources to make them happy. <clears throat> uh, and obviously that is its own issue. But I, I also think that it's something that we all fall into being prideful and, and selfish. Yeah. We do that. And I think there has to be some kind of balance there where you have to keep yourself healthy. But there's also a pouring out to other people that need to happen. For too. sure. So, Okay. 
how are we going to go down? What are yeah. we going to talk through? Maybe we just kind of break it into uh, the the areas of your time, your talents, and your resources. So is, does one of those strike your ear and you want to start there? Yeah. Which one sure. jumps out? Uh, well, here's what my question to you is, because like I, I like to say, yep. <laughs> which one do you think that you're the least successful at? Times, talents, or resources being a steward of? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. Um, when I think of, I think time is just the trickiest one. I think, um, talents and, and resources maybe are a little more straightforward. It's like yeah. with resources, just am I living within my means and am I honoring God with my first fruits and using, you know, money in a way mm-hmm. that isn't selfish talents. That one might, that one's kind of tricky too. Of just like, what are the gifts and abilities God's given me? And am I using those just for my, wow. my own well being, my own joy, or am I, you know, sharing those with, with others? Yeah. I got a good, I got a good idea for that one. Okay. For you, <laughs> for but, me, <laughs> for you specifically, yeah, Nuts. Yeah. <clears throat> but for me, it's the time for sure. And I'll tell you why. Because when I say screen time, mm. <laughs> I feel like like it just goes down. It's funny because I always get my screen time for the week in church oh, on the Sunday. Re- the report. Yep. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Like it's it just is the a, Holy Spirit right there. <laughs> totally is. Every time I see that, I'm like, no, there's no way. There's no way. I'd tell you the, uh, the, the hours, but it'd be embarrassing. I'll just tell you the hours. It's like four hours a day. Okay. Screen time. Or four and a half. Like it's, it's all Candy Crush. All Candy Crush. I've never <laughs> played that actually. But don't start. There's <laughs> I'm looking at the screen far too much. And that's just my phone. So like think about the other things I'm thinking about. But man, I think time and the screen time alone, texting or emailing or looking as I uh, it just is like I am not being a good steward of that. Mm. Um, and then how do I change the trajectory of where we're going or where I'm going yeah. to then change that? Because there's been times where like I've been on vacation and then I get that screen time report on Sunday and I'm like, oh, I need to do more of that. Mm. Like whatever I was just doing versus what I was Un- Unplugged. Doing. Unplugged, right? Yeah. And when I am unplugged, how am I being intentional with that time? Yep. I don't know. Just a, that to me is the one that stands out to me is sure. time. So Yeah, and it. like this is called the uncommon. So we're always thinking of what is an uncommon approach to these things look like. And so mm-hmm. even on the topic of, of time and, and stewarding that well, I think I shared this on a previous episode, but one thing I've done recently is I just deleted, I removed my iPhone's ability for me to go online. So I still use a smartphone. I haven't, you know, dumbed it all the way down to a flip phone. I don't think I'll need to get to that point, but since I've I've probably am a month of not having internet browser on my phone and it's just I feel like I have my mind back because wow. um, I can still use apps yeah. to do the things that I need to do but like yeah. I don't have email on my phone which that has been it's good uh, a game changer and just not not mindlessly pulling out my phone and going online and checking ESPN for the millionth time that day while my two boys are playing on the floor and I could be engaging with them. Like yeah. just taking away the the temptation of that has been mm-hmm. huge. And maybe you don't start that radically, but something that everybody can do is just like turning off the notifications. Yeah. That's so like when say. you don't see the, the icon or the, hear the beeps and buzzes, 
it's just gonna, I think, give you a lot of I've mental clarity. Turned off my notif- notifications for Facebook. Yeah. And here's what I do. Like, I have this is a little bit more personal. Than you probably want to get, but I have all of my apps on one page of my phone. Whoa. Yeah. So they're all on those little sub yep. title, whatever. I don't like red, like red notifications, like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I turned that off to my Facebook and that was life giving Yeah. because then I don't have to go in just to see, to get that thing off. Well, I mean, think about how many notifications you get on your Facebook, like all the time. Yep. So I turned that off and it's been so great. Like it hasn't been this pull of like, Hey, touch it. So it goes away. Yeah. Um, I need to probably do that with almost all of my apps. Yeah. So I don't have to feel like I need to go in there and touch it and figure out what's going on. Yeah. Um, just to get rid of those red things. Then another thing too, it was funny. My, my poor wife. Gotta love her. <laughs> I had an iPhone or a watch, iWatch at one point. Mm. And uh, I don't know how people yeah, do that. Basically, she was like, you need to get 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 rid of that watch. <laughs> Here's what would happen. I'd be talking to somebody. I'd get a notification. <clears throat> it would come instantly on my watch. Does the, So I've never worn one. Does it vibrate? Does it just yeah. make a noise? Vibrate. Yep, just oh, vibrates. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and so immediately, I would just glance at it. Yeah. And, and the way that I watch works, I'm sure many listeners understand is like, it's instant. Like you look and it's boom, you can see who texted you or whatever. So it opens it up. It opens it up. Yeah. And Aaron, my wife said, Hey, you got to get rid of that because it is so rude to the other person. It looks like I'm ready to go or I have to leave somewhere. And I would have people be like, Hey, do you have to go somewhere? Right. Like, people see it. Yeah. Like it's not like you can hide it. Uh, and so I was like, yep, you're right. Convicted super grateful that she said that I got rid of the watch and then I got a, a different little watch that you would get a notification on your wrist. It was mm-hmm. a Samsung, but then you would look at it and then it would like circle around. I mean, it would take at least four so seconds. More like friction. Yeah. There was more friction then. So then I just trained myself like, I can't look at my watch fast enough. And I mean, unless I'm super rude to like hold, look at my watch for four yeah, you're seconds. Just gonna stand there. Yeah, which no one's <laughs> give me, do. give me a moment. <laughs> but again, it was like little things like that that helped train me of like, hey, it's not worth it. I don't need to see it. Now I have a watch that I really enjoy, um, that I could look at it, but I just don't really ever look at my notifications on my watch. But yeah. turning off notifications, like you said, is so good to help you be good steward or better steward of your time. Sure. So, yeah, I think even just from that story, like the reality of the more connected. And the more integrated we are with technology and just the immediate availability of information, it's like the least, con- the less connected we are with each other. Yeah. And that's something I'm trying, I try to be very mindful of, of like being present with whoever I'm interacting with and like giving them dignity, uh, making them feel like I really value who yeah. they are and what our interaction is and that I'm really listening that's becoming more and more uncommon. Like that's not a yeah. common thing. And if someone, if someone can walk away from an interaction with you and be like, man, he, that person really tried to understand me and like yeah. Was asked me like good questions. Yeah. Like, you're going to stand out and they're going to, people are going to be drawn to you. Right. So how to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie. There you go. Gotta love it. Okay. Here's my question for you for resources. Okay. So let's just flash back a year ago where, what were you doing? Like, what was your vocation? Maybe we'll start there. Oh. So as I've shared uh, before, I was in full-time pest control. So, yeah, as I like to say, I was spraying houses and slaying mouses. (laughs) (laughs) Just found some live termites at our house. No. And so normally that would freak me out. But, like, thankfully I know what to do. And so can 
can treat it and not yeah have to pay shell out a hundred hundreds of dollars but hopefully yeah they're not like already in all of our walls time oh, will tell man. but i'm definitely praying about that so that's good <laughs> uh thanks for that okay but now where you're at now yeah. so do you feel like you're using your resources in a better more intentional way now than you were 12 months ago yeah um okay. would you say like is that a specific kind of like talents like gifts and abilities yeah okay. yeah yeah that's a good Good question. Yeah. I mean, that was a struggle. Like I've shared before, just being in that job is one, like there was very little interaction with people. Mm -hmm. So it was just hard for me to feel like the work that I did was making a valuable impact on people's lives and not to take away like the, like I said, I had termites. So like I treated people's houses for termites that gives them peace of mind. Like that is a very valuable thing. Um, and there were also times where I would have some opportunities to like interact with people and Mm -hmm. hopefully, you know, brighten their day. But yeah, I didn't really feel like I was able to use some of my gifts and abilities. One of them being just, um, like a spiritual gift being like teaching. Right. So that's something that I've always enjoyed doing. I've had some opportunities to teach a few classes, um, as well as like use that gift in some jobs. And so, yeah, making the transition, from pest control to, you know, doing financial coaching and what and this, we're, we're doing yeah, now. Common, right. Yeah. It almost gives you the permission, like as a termite, you know, pest control, you're not going to probably be like, Hey, let me, let me tell you what I'm learning in the word of God. Today. Yeah. Like what, <laughs> what's happening? You know, sure. I just need you to get, slay the mouses. Okay. Yep. Uh, and so this obviously gives you that ability to be able to flex a different muscle where like, no, how's your marriage? But really, how's your marriage? You know, and then, and really having the avenue to be able to pour into people and have a deeper dive in a discussion. That's what I would say for you. I see a huge trajectory and a huge swing from where you were only because now you're not a different person. You just have a different avenue in to pour into other people. Yeah. Uh, Yep. And there's an excitement and a joy that I feel and even as we're trying to build out this business and there's a pretty steep learning curve to a lot of the things I'm trying to do. Right. It's, it's still enjoyable to run into those roadblocks and be like, Oh cool. I get to try to figure out and solve this problem because I know like the bigger picture that it's going towards and the people that it will serve. And that just fills me up. Right. I agree. So I think that you're doing a great job and your trajectory is like leaps and bounds higher than I think it was. And that's what we always talked about. You know, every time we connect is like, Yep, still doing pest control. You know, like and it wasn't that you weren't doing it well. I think that you were to the best of your ability, but it just lacked that avenue to be able to pour into people in a spiritual manner, which you are wired to do. Sure. So yeah, appreciate you good. saying that. Yeah, what's a talent that God's blessed you with and how do you feel like you're stewarding it? Yeah, we've talked about this before of just winning others over. I feel like that is one of my gifts of meeting somebody that maybe is just in a different spot. Um, God's given me this unique ability to be able to uh, have a different approach for every person that we walk, I walk up to. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's being really energetic. Sometimes it's just like, man, I'm having a rough day. And, and for whatever reason, God's really blessed that. And so winning them over, not only to have them as a friend, but also then like pouring their lives, but like, how are you doing? Like, Mm -hmm. how's your parenting going? Or tell me how your work is. And do you feel like you're using your resources in the way that you're gifted for that? Um, I feel like that's something God has 
blessed me with. And then the ability just to ask questions. Like I really am inquisitive or I just really want to know. And sometimes I'm just like, I got so many questions Yeah, because I just want to like understand somebody. And I think that helps win people over. Um, so I think, I think that would be my talent that I really enjoy. Um, and I feel like I've stewarded it decently well. Um, uh, obviously can do way better, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a, what is it? I forget the quote, but it says like the quality of your relationships is determined by the quality of your questions. Ah, um, I don't remember who Good said question. that. Don't, don't Good. quote me on that, but Good quote. yeah, just asking better questions, right. generative questions, not just, Hey, how's your day? How'd you sleep? I, th- I think about this a lot just in my marriage, like asking my wife better questions of even like not, how was your day? But what was like one thing that brought you joy today? Or what was the best part of your yeah. day? And then she shares and I can say like, Oh, that's cool. Tell me more about that. Yeah. So I've just seen it increase like our intimacy and our emotional connection. And like, that's what I want now. It's like becoming more natural. So if I'm at my connection group or if I'm just like talking to somebody at a coffee shop, it's like, how do I ask them better right. questions? And when you can right. show that you're truly curious about someone, like it gives them dignity in there. Yeah, for sure. Hey, this is Philip and Ryan taking a quick break from our episode to bring you a huge announcement. Registration for our live experiences is now open. That's great, Philip. What are the experiences? Glad you asked, Ryan. We're offering two experiences. The Uncommon Escape is just that, a 16-hour escape that will disrupt your daily routine with a fun competition and exercises for personal growth. All while you get to know fellow Uncommoners, you'll walk away with three things, renewed energy and focus, authentic friendships and like-minded men, actionable tools to enhance your relationships and attain worthwhile goals. That sounds fun. What's the other experience? The other option is our Elevate experience, the one I'm personally excited about. It's a 48-hour retreat specifically geared towards men desiring to go further, faster, and have a ton of fun in the process. You'll enjoy unique experiences and elevate your personal growth through expert coaching and intensive hands-on training. You will walk away with three things, once-in-a-lifetime experiences, a six-month action plan to achieve your most transformative goals, and a clear, defined sense of identity and purpose in your life. Wow, that sounds uncommon and awesome. How do I get in on this? Another great question. Uh, Use the link in the show notes and fill out your application. Once we review your application and you're accepted, we'll reach out with the next steps. We're only taking eight men on each experience, so get your application in ASAP and take that next step to your uncommon journey today. Okay, this is the reason why I love the word wealth. Like if somebody is wealthy, I don't necessarily go straight to financial wealth. I think the people that are wealthy understand that they have resources, talents, time, and they're using it to the fullest ability or even relationships. Mm -hmm. To me, like a wealthy person has amazing relationships, uses his time or her time in a valuable way to impact other people. And they get to see this financially. It probably is in a better place than some people, Mm. but doesn't necessarily like, I think the other components of it are for me, the reason why wealth is such a great word. It's not financial wealth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's one thing, but I know a lot of financial people that are like miserable, Mm -hmm. you know, financial wealthy that are just like lonely. And like, you've heard the statistics of uh, lottery winners, like committing suicide Mm. because money doesn't make you happy. 
but wealthy people understand the opportunities they have, the resources they've been given, and they try to use those into a different way or they, they see them in a different perspective, these um, resources. And then that in turn thinks that they're wealthy. Like, oh, I feel like I'm one of the wealthiest people I know. <laughs> it's not because of finances <laughs> right now, but because of the relationships that I have um, and the ta- the resources God's given to me, I feel like I want to, I want to see them in a different light yeah. and I want to, I want to use them for his glory, uh, which gives me a different purpose, yeah. which isn't about me and try to elevate myself as much as possible. But no, how can I show you the creator that I serve, the savior that died on the cross for my sins, my sins in my life have been bought with the price. Now I get to pour that out to other people. Like what an opportunity. Mm-hmm. What yeah. a great opportunity. Yeah, there's as you were saying that there's a verse that of course <laughs> there's a verse that popped it. into my mind. It says, "Godliness with contentment is great gain." Yes, I forget where that's at, but just the idea of like, yeah, living a, a godly life, and you know, the Bible talks about the value of wisdom and how it's worth mm, more than gold. all the gold and all the riches, and and God is the one who freely gives us wisdom by His Spirit. And then just the idea of contentment, like looking at your life. And, and for me, it's like, man, I have everything that I need and so much more. And it's easy. And that's like an uncommon view. It's easy to look at life or it's common to look at life and be like, ah, if I just had like a nicer car, if like I yes, had a, a, so a bigger house or, you know, these, these, these toys or, or whatever, or even in relationships or right. just more money in my retirement, then I'd be happy. And like, we... If we're honest, we know that's not true. Right. If you find yourself saying, if then I will, or anything like that of mine, like if this happens, then I will be like, you have missed this opportunity of using your time, talents and resources and stewardship, I think. And you said a word there, contentment. Mm -hmm. Where are you discontent in your life? And maybe this is a great application. Understand what is the, like the root of that discontentment and trying to, unpack that and get around people that'll help you unpack that mm-hmm. and being honest with yourself. Yeah. Um, I think it could be very revealing to a lot of people. Yep. Yeah. I'll share a quick exercise that my wife and I have done in regards to our finances and making sure we're spending around our values. That's mm. a huge thing for us. We just made our own list we call it our top 10 list of the things that bring us the most joy and fulfillment in life. And we made our own lists separately. And then we came together and shared our lists with each other. Nice. And the things that were on our list, I don't have mine pulled up, but it was like, we love going on walks together. We love at the time we only had our first son. Now we have two, but we love playing with our kids. Um, you know, we, we enjoy going out to eat from time to time. So there's some money, a cost to that. Uh, travel was a thing that we really value. So obviously there's a price tag to that for sure. But by and large, the things on our list were very affordable, if not free. And so it was just such an eye opening thing. Cause then you look at your list and you're like, okay, how is this being reflected in the way we are using our money or, or is it? Yeah. Right. And so that would just be, that's really going to take kind of the temperature of your stewardship uh, of your, of your money. Yeah. Uh, and I would encourage anybody listening, like whether you're married or not, like make your own list and then just hold that up to your bank statement and, and see like point. the things that I'm valuing or where is my money right. going? Is it going right. towards my values or not? And if you are married, what a great thing to just pour into your relationship of yep. your marriage. Um, yep. That's really good. 
and it's a good just litmus uh, test of how are things going and like do we both need to reprioritize things yep i think that's good i like it what's let me ask you a question so money is the obvious one when it comes to resources but what's another resource that comes to mind for you Mm -hmm. where stewardship is really important and yeah are you are you being a good steward of it, or are there struggles there? Question. Yeah, yeah. This will be this will be a good one. Uh, to me, it's your house. Okay. Uh, opening up your house to other people is such a, hospitality. Yes, hospitality. You call it hospitality. I don't we, know why that's not oh, the word. That sounds like a ludicrous. Ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> Southern hospitality. Uh, anyway, that it, to me is something that everyone many people have or you know you have living quarters inviting somebody into that living quarters is such an amazing thing to be able to get into a different level of your relationship with other people um i would say that my wife and i have been super intentional in past doing this in fact one time we had a list of people and friends that we wanted to have over mm. listen wow, to that's cool and then we would write it down on a little piece of paper and then every week we would pull it out it was after we just did the dishes that the other people left but Anyway, so for the first, we just wrote down names of like people. We were always like, we want to have these people yeah. over. Then we would, you know, fish one out, and then we would call them and be like, hey, you want to come over? I don't know what it was Thursday. So it'd night. be like random. You'd random. Just pull it from a board. totally random. Okay. But we nice. were all like those people, you know, like all the people that were going in the uh-huh. bucket were or the hat. And then we'd have them over. It would be great. And then after they left, we would f- get the next one out, and then we would call them and say, hey, would huh. you want to come over next Thursday or whatever? It was so fun. Wow. I don't, well, I know what happened. Life and kids got older, but uh, we haven't done a great job of that. Um, moving, like we haven't used our house to host people. And we did this every week for our connection group when we were leading that. Um, so normally we have people in our house every week, uh, but recently we haven't because we're on a sabbatical this year for connection group. But one thing I do want to do is invite those our all our ultimate frisbee friends over. Oh yeah, uh, and then even my flag football team I'd like to have over just because there's a different level of intimacy that happens when you bring people into your house and then you get a break bread as they say. Yep. But um, I would say that's something that I do want to be held accountable to using my home for hospitality. Yeah, I think that's important. That's awesome. Yeah, and you brought up the house, and that's actually where mine mine was going and to be just very honest, like hospitality, being hospitable, like that's something that I struggle with. Really? Uh, yeah. Huh. I I think I realized like, I, not that I live in this mansion or anything and, and we have two young boys, so it gets messed up and I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, but I think I kind of idolize just the idea of like my home and hmm. I just, I think my home I've, I view it as a place to like relax and decompress. And Mm. so like the thought of having people over or like, yeah, drawing a name out of a hat and then like these, they're coming over like in a few days that just kind of threatens, um, that idea of my home being like my happy place. And I don't, I don't, I know that's not like a right feeling. Um, So it's an area that I definitely need to grow when it comes to stewardship. Um, because it's just so easy to be, at your home and focus on your family and not see your home as a opportunity to invite people in and to minister to them. And even as you were saying, it's like, we can talk about like having our friends over, but what does it look like to even have people over that we're not necessarily friends with? We don't know them. Maybe we feel like 
we're cut from very different cloths. Like we don't have anything to relate to. And yeah. like, that's just taking it to the next level. So I need to work to that. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, one, thanks for sharing. And two, once you get into the routine, uh, you see the joy that other people have and you see the conversations that you have. And it's like, it's life giving. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is some sense of like, is this is my personal space? Maybe that's why I think it's so important because you're opening up your personal space to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's a sacrifice. Right. Right. It, yeah. It's also a gift to the other people too. Yep. And every time they're always like, let's do dishes. Well, my wife and I kind of like to do dishes after they leave. <laughs> like, nope, leave it all. Like just take off. We'll got the rest. Yeah. No strings to, attached. No strings attached. Um, the relationships that we've seen grow and blossom because of that has been really fruitful. So. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, dude, great, great episode. I think stewardship is something that we all can be challenged on and do better of. I mean, I have a couple things right now just talking through this, <laughs> but I think contentment is where I would challenge our listeners to do, really take a deep dive in yourself and, and what are you content with? What are you discontent with? And why is that? And mm-hmm. maybe have somebody hold you accountable to being like, hey, this is what I've kind of been working through. Um, and the vulnerability, the authenticity that happens when you ask somebody of, hey, this is what I've been working through. Will you help me with that? Is like so attractive. Hmm. Not in like a yeah, we romantic get, we way, <laughs> but like it's just a very, like we all are struggling with things that we know that we can do better with. The people that are authentic enough, that is uncommon yeah. to say, hey, help me with this. Um, and it's really attractive to other people to make sure that they can draw them in, draw that what their insecurities could be out. So that's my challenge. Right on. Yeah. I think the only thing I would say is uh, if you listen to this, take some time over the next couple of days and maybe make your own list in regards to your time, talents, resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the things that God is given? That can be a great exercise in and of itself because that should just foster some gratitude for what God's given right. you. But then just do an honest assessment of what are the ways I am being a good steward and what are the ways that I need to grow? Um, what are the ways that I need to give more of my time to others? Um, or what's a just a gift and ability that maybe has been dormant that I haven't been using? And how can I use that to, to bless others? And then also just with my money and possessions, how can I be a good steward of that and bless other people? Yeah, it's a huge opportunity right now. People are really struggling. Yeah. Uh, so to be able to use your resources and gifts and talents to be able to encourage and, and pour out to other people, it's it's needed. So be uncommon in that area. Uh, we hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of The Uncommon. I've been your host, Philip. I'm Ryan. Till next time. Go on,